All right, Gavalt, here we go, Gadvachever. Here we go, today's Davazav Kufalif, page 101, the Heligam Sechas Bavakama, Perikha Gaisel Eitzim. We're on the very top line of Dav Kufalif at the two dots. Here we go, Tonu Rabbonon. The rabbis learnt, and so should we. Hanoisin Eitzim Lacharash Lasbem Kisei. Chever, this is Gavalt. We're in the middle of a sugya, we're in the middle of a topic of is an Uman Kaina Bishvachli. Is a craftsman Kaina. Does he acquire the vessel and uh, and the item bishvachli with the gains? You know we have on Yom, on Yom Kippur, we refer to the Rebbeinu as uh, as a craftsman. We refer to the Rebbeinu as a carpenter. That's going to be our case in our brisa here. Yeah, is uman kaina bishvachli? And lemaisa we paskin that generally yes, we'll find some exceptions to this, but the more that a yid gives himself over to be molded and to be to be, uh, allow ourselves to turn into a kli by the Rabbanu Shalom, the more acquired we are, kaviyachol, uh, by the Rabbanu Shalom. It's a, it's a hilga concept to, uh, to keep in mind if we view ourselves as the kli as we go through these brises. Here we go. Tonu Rabbanu, the rabbis, learn so shuiya, nice and eitzim l'charash, last behem kisei. Here, the carpenter did not mess it up, but rather I gave it to the carpenter to make a chair. I gave him make a kisei. And the carpenter decides, you know what, I think a bench is more beautiful than a chair. So I'm going to make a chair for Tendler instead. Or or vice versa. So now what do we do? I gave him the wood and I'm like, listen, I want a chair. He gives you back a bench. He thinks he's smarter. Here's what happens. Ready? The carpenter keeps the chair or the bench that he made and he has to pay you for the value of the actual wood. Why, says Rav Meir, consistent with his own opinion, the uman is kaina bishvachli. The carpenter, the craftsman, has acquired it. It is now his. Ah, he didn't do what I wanted. Okay, so he's going to hold on to it, but he's got to pay me. Rabbi Yudah Rabbi says, no. Depends. Did the, did, did the wood go up in value? With the, with, did it go up in price more than the actual cost of the chair or not? So the one who gave the wood is always going to have the upper hand. He could choose what he wants to do. But the uman, is the, the craftsman, is not necessarily kind in this scenario. Umaydir of Meir, of Meir will admit, of Meir will agree. Let's say I gave wood to a carpenter to make a bakovedika rebbeche chair. I'm like, listen, Mr. Carpenter, I want mamish a rebbeche chair. I'm going to be sitting up front in shul. And the kisei akuvid, I want something beautiful. And then you come back, and this chair is gewalt, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. You're like, oh, you seriously? Really? Or safso no, I expected this carpenter to make a heilige bench. If the gain is overrides the expenses, so you pay the expenses, good morning, good morning. Pay the expense. And if the Yitzira is more than the Shvach, you've got to pay him the value of the Shvach. Which means, again, says Rabbi Yehuda, bottom line is, he has, the, he has the, uh, the one who gave the wood has the upper hand. Okay? Azoiz the Machlekes between Reb Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. All right. Says the Gemara Viter, two dots, approximately 12 lines from the top of the daf. Iboilahu, they asked the question, searching for information. Listen to the Shaila. The Shaila is going to take us about a, a half a umud to understand. All right, here we go. Again, Iboilahu, we're not challenging anything. This is a question, searching for information. And here we go. Yesh shvach samonim alatzemer, oyein shvach samonim alatzemer. This guy, now... Before I explain the case, 
Let's just explain what the words actually mean. Okay? Is there gains for the samonim, for the dye on the wool? Or is the gains of the dye not considered something that is mamish, something that is here on the wool? Okay. So that's the shaila over here. Now, if you don't understand the question, that is beautiful because neither does the Gemara. Now, what does this mean? Is there gains of the dye on the wool? What is the case? What's going on? Says the Gemara, What's the case? If the guy stole dye, and he ground up the dye and put it inside of water, and then dyed wool with it. So again, what did you do? You stole the samanim, you ground it down, you soaked wool. Now, the, what's going to happen here is, there's a shinoi maisa, and as we've been learning, there's a change in the actual wool, and therefore there's no shaila that the owner cannot demand that his wool comes back. There's zikr, there's certainly a shinoi kaino over here. There's certainly a change. So what's your ibayaluhu? So again, we're searching for this question. I'm explaining to you what our shayla is. The case was this guy stole dye that had already been prepared in water. So now it's a liquid. So it's a liquid dye. And now he sticks the wool inside of it. He didn't change the dye. The dye was there the whole time. Semai, what's the halacha? Listen closely. There's a lum- listen to the lumdus of the shayla's gavalt. The gains of the dye which comes about on the wool do we consider that davar sheish by mamasha something that is mamish here? And therefore, the owner of the wool could say to the, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, the, the owner of the wool could say to the guy who stole it, "Give me back my dye that you took. This dye is still here. It's just on wool, but I want my dye back." Does he own the wool also? No, I stole the dye and the wool. From the same person. Yeah, oh, either from the same person, or let's say it was uh, I stole the dye and it was my own wool. So do we say that you could, now that it, the wool is dyed, do you say that you can separate the dye from the wool so the guy's going to say, give me back my dye? Now, if you want to give him back his dye, what does that also mean? I'm not so sure. Does that mean you got to give him the wool? Do you take the dye off the wool? That's what the Gemara is about to challenge the Shaila, if that's the case, because if you take the dye off the wool, you know how to do that? You bleach it and the whole thing gets ruined. So how's that? That's really an impossibility. But right now we're assuming that maybe this is the Shaila. Or perhaps, we don't say that there's gains on the, um, on the, the, the wool through the dye. The robber could say, listen, I don't have to return anything to you because there's nothing here for me to give back to you. What do you want me to do? Give you back your dye? Your dye is non-existent. It's now part of the wool. Show me the dye. Where is it? What's on the wool? That's just a coloring. That's a coloring. Dye, dye is an essence. Like, like, uh, you know, take the paint off. It's even worse than taking the paint off the wall because paint off the wall, you, it's separate from the wall. It's on the wall. This is mamish inside the wool. But says the Gemara, that, that, that shayla doesn't make sense either. I mean, they said, How can the Ganav say that you don't have any, uh, you don't have any dye by me? Let the owner say, oh, okay, well, you don't want to give me back the dye because it's there, well, at least pay me for it. Like, in other words, 
back to the look at the words of the Ibailu at the beginning at the two dots. If you're gonna tell me that there's a shot about whether or not you have to pay, that's not the, the question's a moot point. Of course you gotta pay. He ruined the die. So we're still searching for this Ibailu. Where do I have a shaila? Where do I have a shaila? Says the Gemara, El Gisa. Rather, the shaila is Lahach Gisa should be viewed this way. Gewalt. Yeah? Not like Gemara to teach you how to think. These gains of the dye on top of the wool, does it obligate the Ganov to pay him? Why? Because if I steal something and now it's not around anymore, I got to pay for it. So now that the dye is not considered around anymore because it's steeped into the wool, I certainly have to pay. I don't more, perhaps. We say that when you dye wool, the dye is still there on the wool, the Yomarlei, and the Ghana is going to say, Okay, you want your dye, take it, but you can't touch the wool. It's my wool. You want the dye, take the dye. Isn't the heat, but don't touch my stuff. Now, what's the guy stuck with? <laughs> it's like your property that's locked inside a safe and you don't have the code. You have no access. Is a guy rich? If you know you have a hundred million dollars sitting in a Swiss account inside of a vault, you have no access to the code. You're rich? What does it do for you? Gunish Right? Alright, maybe one day you have your hopes up, you have your chalimus, you have your dreams, right? There's always miracles that happen. You have no access. It's not happening. So do we say that the robber who owns the wool, the god of the goslin who owns the wool, could say to the owner of the die, you want your die, take it, die, but you have no access to it. Says the Gemara, one second. That can't be the Shaili either. You know why? Shaklinu. The my Shakli, but it's fine. That, that's ridiculous. You want, you're going to tell me, the robber could tell the guy, oh, take your wool, but you can't, haha. Come on, you're going to allow a robber to do that? We're not going to allow, give a thief the upper hand on such a thing. How does he want the guy to take it? You want me to take my dye? I'll take my dye. But what am I going to do? How am I going to get off the wool? By bleaching it. Guess what? If I bleach it, my dye's, my dye's dead. It's not here. So there's no way we're going to... That, that could be the shaila of whether or not we allow the robber to say this. To Davar Pasha, it's simple. We're not going to give the robber access to such a claim. Okay. So we're still by trying to understand our original Ibailu. If we're asking a question, searching for information, it has to be a legitimate, smart question. So it says more like this. Allah am I asking? Rather, <clears throat> this is the case that we're dealing with. For example, he stole wool and dye from the same guy. So Ruvain steals dye and wool from Yankel. And he dyed the wool with the dye that he stole. Now, the original owner owned both. Okay? So now, what would you say? Let's pause for a minute. Let's put our own, uh, what they call our own thinking caps on. Is there any Shaila here? What you need to do? Any question? Same guy, right? See a couple cover talking into the screen, okay? Yeah. Uh, same Zach. Same guy. It's going back. Right. Says, you want to know, we still have a Shaila. Listen to this. Listen to this. You dyed the wool with this, with the dye. Become a hadalei and now you're returning both to the owner. So now, did I return the I stole dye; it was in a bucket. 
I stole wool, it was in a container. I combine it and give it back to the owner. So it says the Gemara like this, Gewalt. Do we say the gains, the shvach of the dye is considered something on top of the wool, separate from the wool, and therefore I can look back at the owner with a straight face and say, I gave you back your dye, I gave you back your wool, what else do you want from me? I fulfilled my mitzvah. I don't know, what's the other side? Or perhaps, maybe we say, once the dye goes into the wool, it's gone. And therefore, even if I return the dyed wool to the owner, the owner could still look at the ganav and say to him, where's my dye? What are you going to say, it's on the wool? No, it's not on the wool. Show me. Show me. This is wool. This is wool, says the owner. I don't see dye. I see a color. I don't see the dye. No, dye is a essence in and of itself. I gave you a, a, you stole a can of paint. You dip wool into that can of paint. You're giving me back wool. You're not giving me back paint. That's, that's the other side. Well, one side is, way, is the way we all thought. Again, well, it's painted wool, dyed wool. So I'm giving you back both. Or do we say, no, 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 no. We don't look at the gains on top of the wool as if it's separate. We look at it as a part of the wool itself. And therefore the owner, the original owner, could still demand payment of the, of the dye. That's the Shaila. Says the Gemara, one second. Pause. Says the Gemara, you want that to be the Shaila? That don't make no sense either. Why not? The Gemara is going to say, because what if you have a case, ask the Gemara, what if you have a case where dyed wool has more value than dye and wool separately? So now, if you have, if that's the case, which generally is the case, what you're going to have is as follows. You're going to have, I stole wool that was worth $100. I stole dye that was worth $50. I'm giving you back dyed wool, which is worth $200. So now when the owner wants to come and claim the paint, claim the dye, I'm sorry, you know what the guy is going to say? I already paid you for it. <laughs> I took something worth 100 bucks. I gave you back something worth 200 bucks. That's more than the value of the dye. There's no Shiloh about that. You want to come and claim, uh, and claim dye from me, Mr. Meshuggah? I already gave you back double your value. Frak the Gemara, Amri, What's the Shiloh? The guy did the job for him. He gave him back dyed wool, gewalt. It's worth much more. And for the Gemara, like Tzricha, the Zoltziva. No, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what happened. You're right. Granted, there's times where the wool goes up in such value that a mom doubles in price. But guess what happens at other times? When we moved into our house that we currently live in, so most of the walls in the house were painted deep purple. Okay? Deep purple. Now, other people might love that color. We did not appreciate it. We did not appreciate it at all. So, says the Gemara, there's times where you color wool and it's just gross. And not only does it not raise its value, people say, I like white wool, I don't like maroon wool. Because I can't do much with it. Yeah, I'm not a uh, Washington Commanders fan. Uh, I, don't, I don't need that. I, need, I, I like different colors than that. Says the Gemara, okay, but maybe the Shiloh is where the price went down. And now we want to know. Says the Gemara, you're right. That could be the Shiloh. 
Right? There could be the shaila. So one shaila is again nochamol. I stole wool. I stole dye, and now I want to give it back, and it's died already, but it went down in value. So now the shaila is: Can the original owner uh, look at the robber and say, "On shuldik smear, I still need you to pay up or not?" In other words, do we could we view the dye separately? So that's one way to understand the shaila. Viba yasema, another mahalach, another approach to understand the curiosity question. kupa. Where, get ready for this. You know what a kupa is? It's actually kaifa, kaifa. You know who died it? Not the robber. A monkey. A monkey. The robber had a pet monkey. And the monkey was dyed with the wool. Okay. I'm sorry. The monkey was dyed with the dye. Now, a brown monkey or a maroon monkey don't really gain in value. Yeah, the maroon monkey is not going to be uh, go up in value. And this way, since the tzeva didn't bring, so now can I give back the donkey and the and the dai together and say, oh, I gave it back to you. Know, I gave it back to you. There's this uh, joke out there. This guy was looking for a good deal on painting his uh, painting his house. So he puts out an ad. I'm looking for a painter. So some guy responds with a great deal, great great deal. He says, says, you know, I don't have much experience painting, but for 20 bucks an hour, I think I could do it. 20 bucks an hour. I could probably get this whole thing done in one day. It would be a few hundred bucks. Shulam al Yisrael. So the guy comes over to his house. He hands the fellow paint and he says, start with the, start with the porch. Uh, start with the porch. Okay. The guy comes back. Two hours later, he says, I'm done. He says, you're done the entire porch? He says, yeah, I put two coats of paint on it. He says, see, give me my porch is mamish. It's a, it's a wraparound porch, the entire house. He says, Oive, I thought you said Porsche. Okay. <laughs> so, two coats of paint. <laughs> you know, don't, do me, don't do me any favors, cheapskate over here. The guy's, uh, yeah, you, you uh, novice, right? What do they call a novice? Says Gumara, this guy painted a monkey. Yeah, you paint a monkey. You, you dye the monkey and you give the monkey back. <laughs> Who needs a dyed monkey? Who needs a dyed Porsche? You didn't gain any value over here. You just ruined the entire thing. So over here, Nachama will have a Shiloh. Can we say, the, can the robber say to the master, say, say to the original owner, I'm giving you back both your stuff. Okay. Another mahalach, another approach as to what the Shiloh may be. Now I want to pause here for a moment and just talk. The Hashivas the Gemara gives to questions. Sometimes it's like people ask questions, like struggling for the answer. It's such a, in Yiddishkeit, a Yid needs to struggle through a question. You have to understand clearly what the questions are. It's not push it. You can't just run over questions. Questions are just as much part of our lives as answers. It's very important to know what the questions are, what the shilas are, how the shilas should be asked. Every, every year it has questions. They say there's, a, there's, a, there's an expression, in this world, there's no answers. In the next world, there's no questions. There's a lot of questions in this world. There's a lot of questions without answers. You have to know how to ask those questions. You have to know how those questions should be phrased, how they should be asked. What do I know about it? What don't I know? As opposed to like an immature way to ask a question is I just don't understand this and finished. I don't understand. It's dumb. What don't you understand? What, what is it? Let's get into the kishkas of it. What specifically is it that's hanging out there? What do we have clear on what, and what don't we have clear? Like where is the Shiloh? It's, it's an incredible talent. The Gemara is forcing us to drive through. Understanding Shilas. We're, which part of it? Don't just ask a question. Understand like what's the underlying factor why I even have a right to ask this question. What do I know? What don't I know? Here we go. Ravin Omar. 
<coughs> Ravina says, Hachamayeskina, what are we dealing with over here? Going tamer dechad, vasaman dechad. Maybe the case is where I stole wool from one yid and I stole the dye from the other yid. Seruvain, I steal wool from Shimon, I steal the dye from. And what happens? Vikasi kaif, and now a monkey comes along. And dyed the wool with the other guy's dye. So I didn't dye the monkey. The monkey, now this could be anything, anybody. It could be a robot. It could be your dog. Whatever. Pick your favorite animal. <coughs> Took the wool and died. Excuse me. <coughs> Do we say the shvach zaman gabitzem? The improvement brought about on the wool. So we'll say the owner of the dye <coughs> who wants his dye back could say to the owner of the wool, "Give me back my dye." Because nothing. What happened? I stole wool from Reuven. I stole dye from Shimon, and a monkey dyes it. So now the Ganav is going to return the wool to Ruvain. But here's the problem. Shimon's dye is on Ruvain's wool. So Shimon wants to come back to Ruvain and say, Hello, excuse me. Shuldix, give me back my dye. Oidomo, perhaps. Do we say that the gains brought about by the dye on the wool are not a dubber sheesh by mamish, are not considered something here? The Amarle and, and Ruvain, the owner of the wool, uh, could say to Shimon, the owner of the dye, I don't have nothing of yours. So that would be another case where the Shiloh would exist. So we have three mahalchim, three approaches as to what the Iboiluhu could be, as to what our Shiloh of Yeshvach Salmanim uh, could be. Again, point number one was if it went down in value. That was one mahalach. Another mahalach was if you steal the dye and wool from one guy and a monkey puts it together. A third case could be where you stole a wool and dye from two different people. It was put together by a third party. And now the Shiloh is, could party number two, the owner of the dye, demand his dye back from the wool of the wool owner. Okay? So that's the three ways to understand the Shiloh. Now that we understand the Shiloh, says the Gemara, let's try to struggle through an answer. Toshima, come and listen. Okay? Do we say again, there's shvach samanim agabitzemer oilei? The, that there's gains, material gains on top of the wool or not. Baggages of a beklipe are incredible. If you have a garment that was dyed with klipe arla, with peels of arla. Now arla is the first three years of growth of a fruit tree. You're not allowed to benefit from it. It's forbidden to benefit. The halacha is yidalik. You have to burn it. Why do you got to burn it? So that nobody will ever come to wear it. Because you can't benefit from Orla. So what do you do? You can't leave it around. You can't leave it around. This is, a, this is an important halacha, by the way. Sometimes people, you'll buy something by mistake, either with not a proper heksher, or you'll buy something that's not kosher, or you'll get a gift that's not kosher. It's, it's not proper to keep these things laying around. It's actually against halacha to keep devarim asurim around one's house. Because you're, you're, it's, your mom is setting yourself up for potential problems. If you, even if you leave it around your house for one day, somebody might put it into a recipe. Some, some kid might eat it. Some, somebody who's not aware. You're not supposed to leave tray for things. He sometimes will say, and this has happened to us in our house, like something, you know, we'll, we'll get something as a gift. It's not the type of hechshar that we necessarily eat. So I'll say, you know, let, let's hold on to it. Maybe when the cleaning help shows up on Thursday, we'll give it to her. I don't want to waste it. Usually it's better to get rid of it. Now, if she's coming, if you use a shikla das, you can balance it out. 
but it's not proper to leave tray for things around or things that don't belong in a, in a Jewish home. Just get it out of the ASAP. Get out of the house. It doesn't belong in the house. Just put well, in the garbage. Huh? Put in the garbage. Make sure nobody has access to it. Or, or put it outside, whatever. Just move it away. There's Arla on top of this beged. What is that Allah? Burn it. Alma, Chazusa, Milsahi. So you see that Chazusa looks is considered Milsa something of substance. Again, what was our Shaila? Is the dye a separate substance or do we say it's swallowed up in the wool? That was our Shaila. Here you see that dyed garments of Arla, you burn right away. It's got to be that we view the dye of Arla like it's here. Because if we didn't, then allow the guy to wear the shirt. Amarav, Rav says, no proof. You know why? Because when there's a benefit that's visible to the eyes, you can't say that it's swallowed up. What does this mean? The Tani learned in a price. Arelim loy ye achel. Arla cannot be eaten. In the Israchila. So I know that the first three years cannot be eaten. I can't even benefit from it. I can't even die with it. You can't light a lamp with it. If I have Arla olives, you can't use the oil. To include everything. Okay. So it's specifically over here by Arla. Specifically over here. That uh, any sort of uh, benefit that you could see by Arla. You can't, uh, you, you got to get rid of it right away. But maybe in our case, it's not necessarily so. When the dye and the wool is not forbidden, like Arla, it's just two things that you stole. Maybe you'd have a different halacha. Says Gemara, you're right. Okay, so let's try to answer from here. Toshma, come and listen. Two lines to the bottom of Kufal of Amadalaf. Beged Shetzavah Beklipe Shvius Yedalik. If you have a beged which is dyed with peels of Shvius uh, fruit, also, you need a burn. A burn. So you see, Shemitah, you're not allowed to do business with, so on and so forth. you got to burn it. So, so you see, you're not allowed to benefit even from things that, when it comes to dye, it's considered like it's mamish here. So we're also shiny hasam. Shemitah is different. Tia, it shall be. Shtetan Pusuk, the Pusuk says, Yoival hi kaidash tia. It shall be kaidash. What does tia mean? It is. It is means, says the Gemara, Bav it stays in its current. It stays in its state even after it is died. Top of Umbud Bays. In other words, but right now, by the way, we're still back to our question. We don't have an answer yet because we can't have a proof from Arla. We have special psukim by Arla. You can't have a raya from Shemitah. So we're still back to our Ibailu. Rava Rami Rama asked the contradiction. Top line of Kofal of Umbud Bays. Tanan Milelt in the Mishnah. Beggars of Arla You see that viewing something. Is milsa? Um, it gives it something of substance. Raminas contradiction. Revius dam shenivla babayis. Let's say you have a revius of blood. You have a body that dies. We know that uh, a body gives off tumas oil. It gives off impurity. If anything's in the same room, if you have a revius of blood from a dead body that goes into the house, habayis tummy. The whole house is tummy. Let's say blood gets seeped up into the walls. The whole house is tummy. Vami la habayis tar. Some say the house is tar. Vlay pligi. And this is not a machlekes. Habakelim to have a meikara. Once talking about vessels that were originally in the house, habakelim to also the besoy vessels that came afterwards. What does this mean? Blood that's still fresh will give off tumah. 
blood that is already congealed and hardened doesn't give off tuma. Now, let's keep going with this halacha. Nivla abiksos, what happens if the blood didn't get swallowed up into the house? What happens if it got swallowed up into a garment, into a shirt, into a jacket, whatever it is? So now you have a jacket in the house with a revias dam of a corpse in it, Ryan. So now we got to check it out. We got to see. If when you wash the shirt, a revias of dam will come out, tummy. The house is tummy. Okay? Because even though it's hardened right now, if it could go back to its original state of revias dam, it's still considered revias dam currently, and whatever's in the house is tummy. However, Vimblav, if revias dam won't come out, so now we don't call it blood right now either. And then Tahar, it's going to be Tahar. Now, what do you see from here? Looks don't automatically keep something considered to be of substance. So just because there's looks on the shirt, just because there's looks on the house, that's not the defining factor. The defining factor is, do you have Revias Dam or not? Mm-hmm. This is just a leniency that applies to Revias Kedam Tavusa de Rabbanan. And we're dealing with the halacha of Dam Tavusa. This is a fascinating halacha as follows. Blood from a corpse is Tameh. Blood from an injured person is Tahar. Unfortunately, and we should never know of such things, but if somebody, Chas Vasholem, has a terrible accident and they're initially injured for a few minutes with pools of blood, and then they pass away. So now the Shiloh, it's something called Dam Tvusa, which is you have blood, but we don't know if that blood came out prior to the death, that's going to be Tahar, or whether it came out after death, and that's going to be Tameh. So the Rabbanon say you got to be Chayshish, you, you need to suspect, but that's a Din the Rabbanon. Dam Tvusa is the Rabbanon, and therefore it's able to give off Tumah, only Midin the Rabbanon, and therefore the Rabbanon are lenient, and the Rabbanon say, since... The whole thing is Dam Tvusa, so we'll make a leniency. You know, if you get a Revias Dam come out, then Tame. Otherwise, it's not. But in other cases, it doesn't necessarily have this halacha. Okay. Bottom line is, we don't have a riot from here. All right. Rava Rami. Rava asked the contradiction to Nan. We learned in the Mishnah. If you have Shemitah, um, dye Dye made from Shemitah Now very often dyes were made from Produce and fruits and things of that sort So if you have dye That's made from uh, From Shemitah Sviche Sotem Vikutza Says the Gemara Or you have like uh, After the fruit is picked You have what they call aftergrowth Of something Um so they have Kedusha Shemitah for the domain and, and if you sell it, the money also has Kedusha Shemitah. Can you, sell, you can sell Shemitah? Uh-huh. You can sell Shemitah? No, but if you do, but, but it's not the actual fruit. Uh-huh. So what if I sell like from the aftergrowth of, of Shemitah? Oh. So it's not the Shemitah itself. So the Mishnah says it still has Kedusha Shviz. Mm-hmm. It still has Kedusha Shviz. Okay. Um, the aftergrowth specifically is like... Uh, very often, even after picking season or harvesting season, there's still nutrients in the ground that can grow more. There's more, it's like, it's like further growth. 
that uh, that comes out. Um, and there's also um, there's also concern about the eighth year as well, whether it's gonna it has nutrients from from shemitah. So therefore, we're we're makbid, and we say that we have to deal with everything with kedusha shemitah, whether the, the, the fruit itself, the aftergrowth itself, and if you sell it, the money. Yeshlam beer, but demand beer. Also, they have the halachas of beer at a certain point during the shemitah year. You have to remove what you brought into your house. Shemitah, you're allowed to eat it by itself. As you let her gather it in, but you have to remove it from your house if there's no more left in the field. They have the same halacha says shemitah alma You see from over here that eitzim have kedusha shvius. Regular wood has has a holiness of shvius. <coughs> now Rashi explains that even though this is not eitzim, it's not mamish wood, but it doesn't have the same uh, same nutritional value, and it doesn't very often. It doesn't sometimes not even edible, but because it's an aftergrowth. But the ma'isa we deal with it the same way now. Brahmini, that's a contradiction. Ali konim, ali gefanim. If you have leaves of konim, of reeds, or leaves of gefanim from vineyards, she givavan, that were gathered, be chiva, in a box, we'll call it. Alpnei hasada, from the field. Okay, so it's kind of like, this is what we call, um, Rashi says, storage. You put it into your cedar closet, so to speak, right? To, to keep it fresh. Likdon la'achila. If he took it because he wants to eat it. Yeshbohem. I'm sorry, Likdon la'achila. There was a Rashi on this one second. I'm trying to remember what Rashi says. No, I thought there was a Rashi on this about. So they have to If you gathered it not to be not for any sort of eating, but you gathered it just to have wood, you want it. You're gonna put in your you're gonna put in your fireplace. It does not have kedusha shvias. You see that the aftergrowth does not have kedusha shvias. It does it or does it not? Umishani, and we answered, Amar Kroos says in the Pasuk, La'achla, b'mishan asab yurim shavim. The only time something has Kedusha Shmita is when the food is, um, the gains of the food are going to be at the same time and the same stage as if you were to eat it. Yatsu Eitzim, which excludes wood, things that are non-edible. Shanasan achra b'yurim. The hanacha, the hanacha, the benefit, only comes after, um, uh, after it's eaten. Okay. What does this mean? So Rashi explains like this. Rashi says, wood, there's no hana'a while the wood is present. Because even if I use the wood for firewood, when does the heat from firewood give out? After it's burnt. Once it turns to coal, now it's giving its, now it's, giving its warmth. So when it's going to be forbidden to benefit, at the, at the time that I'm eating, for, put it in my mouth, I'm enjoying it, and I'm getting nutrients, mamish, at the time that it's being consumed. But wood is be, first being consumed, and then the benefits come afterwards. There, there's not going to be any sort of, uh, any sort of, Isr uh, Shviz. I have, Ike Eitzim, says the Gemara, but you have wood, the Moshchan La'anosan, the Biyura, and Shavim. 
where you can have uh, you can have wood that has you have oil from wood, for example, that you can smear it on your body, and um, and uh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah right, you have uh, wood that has oil, and the light that you get from the oil of the wood is giving you uh, value right now. So it should also be usher to benefit. Amar Rav, says, stop at tomorrow's daf, stam eitzim, lasaka, yinayindim, you're right, you could find such a wool like that, but Lamaisa in general, morning, in, in general, there's, um, wood is meant to be used for flames, and when's the benefit from flames come out? After the beer, and hence, there, there's uh, no concern on uh, wood being used, uh, there's no gzera on wood being used from Kedusha Shmita, and Lamaisa, that's how we're answering up the uh, the original contradiction. Okay, well, let's hold it here for today. We're up to Amar of Kahana. Top line of Daf Kudbe. Kofbeis, have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Chavra.